What's up, everybody? It's Owen Osende back in the building with a brand new episode of Hustle Over Everything. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to take a minute and just uh, apologize for uh, taking long to release uh, an episode. And uh, I've been you know, waiting, man. Where is it? At? I know, man. Hush. You know, last time I was with you, we did an episode, but then we had some technical difficulties. I went back yes. to the crib and I was like, you know what? I'm trying to edit this podcast and. Uh, I couldn't release it. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. The quality was just not. Quality, yeah. The quality was bad. So we're back here, man. We're back into uh, Ryerson Student Learning Center where I went to school. And we got a room booked out. We actually didn't get it booked out. We actually snuck in the graduate snuck room. In. And, uh, you know, they looked at us like, these these guys are graduates. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, we're here to do work. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. So we actually got a great room here. Yep. Amazing the, views. Amazing views. You can see Young Street. Uh, it's like really, really nice. I wish I could do. You should actually do a video next time. Video so next actually, time. Video is coming for sure. It, it, it is crucial yeah. to do a video, and we must do a video next time. So hundred percent, hundred percent, man. And uh, yeah, man. So we're back. This is actually a re-recording of what we spoke about last time. I can't even remember what we spoke about, but we're just like you know, it's actually a good refresher to it's, go back yeah, it's again. Good. It's good. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. And uh, you know, I got to know you a little bit more and what you're about. So I'm here. Let me introduce the man of the hour. You know, David Santa Cruz yes, yes. Sosa, as he goes by Queen, Queen Street, Street Hush. Hush. Queen Street Hush. So, man like Dave, yo, tell us what What's you're good, about. man? Uh, I'm, I'm, I feel bad that though we couldn't use the other recording because we had a really good conversation going, but I feel like this one will be way better, man. Yeah, we, could, we, we always have good conversations yeah. regardless, so... I feel like this is just like a normal deal. Like continuation. That's continuation, yeah, you know? Basically. But yeah, the last podcast... Actually, let me introduce myself to you guys. You might not know me. My name's Queen Street Hush. Artist named Queen Street Hush. My real name's David Sosa. I am an artist, producer, engineer, and also I'm creating an app called Hush X. But I'm going to have to work on the name because uh, the name's already taken. Someone already has Hush I X. found out it's already taken by a porn site. Say word. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, when you think about the name, it'll probably makes like hush X. Like, yeah, a lot of porn sites have X's, X's and, and stuff yeah, like, like that. I don't know why that is. So I was like, honest. wow, like I can't use this at all. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna definitely rebrand the name a little bit and go into a different direction. See if I can make a play on the hush X thing. Mm. But yeah, um, a little about me. Um, I'm a Toronto native. I was born in the East Side, like mm-hmm. uh, Pape and Danforth, mm-hmm. Pape Village area. Yeah. Um, I uh, love Toronto, love my city. I was uh, just been downtown, went to school in East York. I went to Ryerson too, but I dropped out. I went to George Brown, dropped out again. Mm-hmm. And currently, me and Owen are in this um, business incubator called BizStart. Yep. And we're just hustling, creating the creating the dream one one day at a time so absolutely man yeah we're in this we're in this tech world this new digital era and we're just we're just trying to take advantage of it basically what i'm what i'm trying to do is um uh create an app where creators can collaborate endlessly Mm -hmm. and just um outsource work with each other and just create a a sustainable environment where creators can 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 support their work and, and collaborate with each other. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to create. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, I make music as well. 
I don't know. I dropped the tape. It's called uh, I Won't Look Back. I dropped it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's on SoundCloud right now. It'll be on Spotify and Apple Music and all Mm -hmm. that soon. But yeah, that's just, that's me right now. That's you right now. Yeah, that's me right now. Okay, cool, man. So let's take it back. Let's take it back to the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, You know, you, when did your music journey start? Uh, my music journey, I think it, was, uh, it started about 10 years ago, 10 probably years when I was like 14. 14, yeah. I started, like I always listened to music and I always had like a love for hip hop and like mm-hmm. rock and old school stuff like that. Yeah. But, man, when I, when, I first, when I first found out about Fruity Loops, that production software, mm-hmm. it just took over my life for like about a year and I just couldn't stop producing stuff on Fruity Loops and I had a demo version, yeah, so yeah. I couldn't actually save the beats, right? So I was just producing stuff and then just like throwing them in the garbage. But yeah, after that, I stopped um, stopped producing for a while and then I uh, picked back up on it when I was 18. I actually went to this um, studio um, near, I think it was Gerard and River. No, it wasn't near there. Anyways, near that downtown area, near the bridge, um, went to the studio with my friend and that's when I first hopped in the booth as like an artist mm-hmm. and I wrote something and I banged it out and I really hated it so after I listened to it I just kept telling myself I have to do something better because like there's no way I can release this like I feel mm-hmm. like I could do it I could feel like I'm, I can make something mm-hmm. that's like that people will enjoy listening so I kind of like I kind of just started honing my craft and just started researching and just developing the skills I needed to like actually create a music project or like create an actual song mm-hmm. and yeah um I've, basically my, my my love for music came from 50 cent honestly 50 cent 50 just changed cent, my hey. life man which track really what track hit it for you annoying? many men many men many men wish that the me. the oh absolute banger yeah um the way he the way he portrayed his his um his like his presence on the track it's just like it was something that's classic it's like, like rough it's like rough like just like in the trenches grungy yeah, i've never heard I mean? anything like it was that. a different sound back in yeah. like 2000 ish 2001 yeah yeah and then the other the other album that probably like um refined my my music taste and stuff was like the weekend the house of balloons yeah. the first tape he released i i feel like that embodied toronto Mm -hmm. in in that moment and i feel like that that really inspired a lot of people to create their own art in the way that they want to create it because it was so unconventional Mm -hmm. and it came out in such an unconventional way that it really like it really changed the soundscape of music at the time Mm -hmm. and that was the the ending of mixtape the mixtape era and then yeah it just literally created um a wave of a different sound that people people still use to this day mm-hmm. and yeah man that's that's so so you get into music you start playing with fruity loops yeah. uh talk to me about like when you actually started putting tracks out to soundcloud and actually getting some traction because last time we spoke you know you told me how you know you released a track yeah and uh you know you had some really crazy unconventional ways of getting your music out there crazy marketing crazy marketing like that's elite marketing and I feel like marketing even as we learn it you know in our own businesses you have to take routes that are not traditional 
of course and and you know get in front of different eyeballs that don't know about you so yeah tell me about from playing with fruity loops and actually starting being a recording artist and taking that song out into the world and you know what happened after you took that track so basically um I had been making, started making a lot of beats when I was 19, 20. Yeah. And I connected with some artists and I kept sending them out beats, but they weren't using the beats. Mm-hmm. So instead, I just I just decided to hit up an engineer and go to a studio and yeah. just do it myself. So I wrote a song that was probably like a two-minute song on a beat that I made in probably like 10 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. on Fruity Loops. Uh, we went to the studio. I recorded it. I felt confident. I felt good in the song. You know, like everything it. was hitting right. Everything was hitting right, and I was like, "Wow, like this is this is enjoyable." You know, because mm-hmm. I heard the song and I was like, "Damn, like I never heard my voice on a track. Like this is really different." Like, did it make you feel like you're an actual artist? Like, it does, man. Yeah. It's just like it kind of like when you hear your voice on a on a song, mm-hmm. it inspires you, bro. Because you're like, "Wow, I, I actually created, created this." this. Like, yeah, I feel like every entrepreneur feels that. Like, it, it's it's more of a when you're an entrepreneur it's when you make your product when you actually conceptualized it and made it into a physical form and then someone buys it and that person you don't even know who that person is yeah and you're like right you actually bought something i created and it makes you feel i'm actually in business yeah it makes you feel like you're you're worth something Mm -hmm. and that's like what that's what every human wants to feel basically like you're worth something so yeah I made something that I felt like that was my first song and, and it just like it just captured that whole moment in time and it and it and it meant a lot to me. So I I, I told Ivano, my photographer, videographer, um, to take pictures in the same that same day we took these pictures and we made that picture the album art. Mm. And everything was just organic. The whole song was made that same day. Like the mix was that same day. Everything. So we released the song through SoundCloud, and SoundCloud was booming at that time. Like it was probably like 2015. So that was the SoundCloud era of like yeah. hip hop and stuff like that. And um, so yeah, we dropped the song through the through SoundCloud. And I had an ex girlfriend at the time who was really popping on Tumblr. And I wasn't thinking about no marketing schemes, man, to be honest. Like, I wasn't thinking about anything. I just wanted to release it and see what people would say about the song, right? Let's yeah, what was, year? What year was this? Uh, 2015, I'm pretty 2015? sure. Summer of 2015. Okay. And then, so yeah, I released it. I released the song and through through her her Tumblr, she put it on her playlist. How many followers does she have on Tumblr? Approximately, I'd say 11, 12,000 followers. 12,000 followers? So it was a pretty big following. It's a pretty big following, yeah. So I feel like if at least 5,000 of those people would hear it, I feel like they would have some like sort their, of reception. There are 5,000 core, core followers. Like, yeah. Like hardcore, they like your girl's Hard, content. Exactly, okay. hardcore. Like, so I feel like they That's would. huge, man. Yeah, I feel like they would just connect and it would just trans. Like it would just transport to yeah. my um to my song. Yeah, so exactly. And it would just kinda of blow me up and that's exactly what happened. So So you put you, like tell me how you approach a girl about it. Like you're like, babe. Oh, that was crazy. So did you was it just something did you think that okay, when you asked her to do it, what were you expecting the results to be? I kinda did it incognito. I was kinda like, Hey, like I just dropped a song, like I just made this, and she yeah. listened to it and she liked it, and I was like, "Yeah, you like it, right?" Yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh, how yeah, about yeah, we yeah, post yeah, it on yeah. your 
woman pro, pro, <laughs> plug platform. Yeah. Like, how can we how can we do that? She was like, oh yeah, I'll just create a playlist and yeah, we'll just upload it. And I was like, oh, all right, let's just do it. So you're kind of being coy about it. You're like, yeah, yeah. I just I just wanted to try it out, you yeah, know, yeah, see yeah. what happens. And it ended up working out perfectly, even way better than my expectations because like within a month, I think I had ten thousand plays. So I don't know if people were just constantly going to her profile, which they probably were, and it was just like translating into my song. Mm-hmm. But it was a perfect marketing scheme, and it blew me up in certain places of the world too. Like in California, I had plays in California. Wow. I had plays in Russia. I had plays in like Czech Republic. So I had a bunch of people tuning in for like globally. So you're international, like yeah, in my off hot one minute. song, bro. <laughs> one song. So I, I was gas, man. I was oh, like, you must been gas, bro. Yeah, I was gas. So, but it didn't it didn't work out because when the relationship the relationship didn't okay. work out yeah. as well. And I dropped another a track called Flexico City. So the first song was called Showface, mm-hmm. and the second one was called Flexico City. And I always laugh when I think about the name because it was just these concepts like I just came up with and just ran with it. Like I didn't even think about it, man. Yeah. Like I just did it, and I just <laughs> I did it. That was it. Like you know, it's kind of like what you're talking about. You know, some days I even still think about this when you talk to me about um, you were outside Cube. Was it Cube? Cube. Was it like you were out on Queen Street? Yeah. And then some next man was like German engineering. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that happened. That. Um, <laughs> tell you, tell me about that German engineering story, man. At the studio. Also, German engineering is um, I think it's my uh, second second official mixtape. Yeah. And the name, the idea for the name for that was really interesting because it made no sense, but it made perfect sense at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was one of the, and it was a summer of of like a lot of work and a lot of grinding. A lot of a lot of songs were made that summer, and that's where I really tapped into my like potential and like, and that's where I really gained the confidence to to do what I do now, like just to make music off the rip, just like go in the studio and drop a track. But the so yeah, the the name came through because of that that hustle, that grind that everyone had. Mm-hmm. We just translated into like a, a car, like. What like what kind of cars are just like the most well oiled, well run, well run, well thought out? Like, yeah, yeah. Like what are the most like what are the designs, the concepts? What's yeah. the best car out? Yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. like, yo, the German like the German cars and the like, German bro. It's just German Volvos, engineering. Man. Yeah, German engineering. The Volvos, bro. You know, Volvo is like the I don't most understand efficient. Volvos. Man, they like they're so efficient in terms of gas, bro. Yeah, I remember my coach in high school. He had like a Volvo. Um, GT something and he only fill up the tank like maybe like once That's like, crazy. like a week it wasn't a hybrid I can't remember man it was yeah. like it was like eight years ago but but think about this think about this alright this is kind of off topic but yo what goes into like what's the branding behind Volvo like who wants to buy a Volvo I think ever thought about that like who? What makes you go to the dealership and be like, "Oh yeah, I want a Volvo." I think who wants a Volvo is someone who is someone who thinks about everything and they're very meticulous yeah. about their life, right? Yeah. So they're selling that lifestyle. They're selling that lifestyle. Selling it's like lifestyle, efficiently yeah. efficiency. Hey, you're very frugal. 
you want to be safe. Yeah. You want to have a family. A family. Yeah, family vehicle. It's like you're very like in the middle. Yeah. It's like you're not very rigid, but you kind of are. But you kind of like style, but you also have a way of like maximizing everything you have and yeah, i think that's what an efficient a car efficient car gets you from point a to point, point yeah. b but still doesn't look like a bad car it's like yeah. you're still rolling and it's like very affordable and it does everything well that's that's what to me a volvo is damn you just broke it down perfectly yeah yeah i mean like I, I know the customer archetype bro yeah. you know so German engineering, eh? German engineering, yeah, that was basically it. We just um we ran on a play the play of words like German engineering. So I try to make the mixtape as as well oiled and like as as hard as I could. Like it was just a perfect like a perfect um coming together of the concept mm. that we created. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, even if you listen to it, you'll understand what where we were coming from with the with the concept. Cause every song is just um, it's lavish. It's like the the topics I'm talking about on the song are just like it's it's basically like dreams, like mm-hmm. dreams of mine. Like, like I went to Italy and I did this and I did that and I did that. And it's crazy because I actually did these things. So I kind of like spoke it out to existence and it mm-hmm. came back to me. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. And yeah, bro, like it's I just keep thinking like it's crazy how these things you just think about them. And then you create them, and then it's something you created, and then it's something you could sell, it's something you could talk about, it's something, it's history. You it's, know, like, it's something you've done, and it's yeah, gonna live forever. Forever, man. Like, like it's insane. It's, it's yeah. always gonna be in the net and all that. What I wanna ask you is um, the track that you did uh, that ended up on your girl's Tumblr. Yep. How, from the moment you dropped it till now, how's the track doing? Like, what's the total number of plays man let me check it you but can pull it up right now bro as of as of the last time i checked it i think it was at maybe two hundred thousand plays and Jeez. you could you guys could check this out fact check this because i'm not lying you could go on my soundcloud it's queen street hush mm-hmm. and all my songs are there and that would be the first song i dropped if you go scroll all the way down to my first track Queen Street Hush, man. But yeah, my dad is not working right now, so... Yeah, I should probably set you up with the Wi-Fi, eh? Yeah. How haven't you done that? <laughs> Yo, you know, we're trying to, like, set up the whole recording thing over here, you know what I'm saying? Like... Okay, I pulled it up, I pulled it up. Pull it up? Pull it up. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Pretty gloomy day. Is it raining, man? Looks like it's, it's raining. Gloomy. It looks so Toronto right it's now. So Toronto. It feels like we're in UK right now. Actually, yeah. it's like overcast weather. Overcast. Uh, Toronto has a lot of similarities with the UK. Man. Yeah, I want to go to the UK a lot. That's what I was telling my boys the other day. I was like, yeah. right, if I was actually to choose another place to go, I'd actually go to London. To London, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it will fit in. But do you, do you love? Do you like the gloominess? I don't know. I feel like gloominess is grind weather. Yeah, it's like yeah, hustle yeah, yeah, weather. Yeah. You know, it's like I know what you mean. it's like hustle over everything. Yeah, this guy's really about his brand. <laughs> this is crazy, <laughs> man. It's like hustle over everything. It's like you know, you see the rain, go to a coffee shop, pull up, pull up that thing. <laughs> it's like you're building, bro. You're going for battle, my guy. 
<laughs> you know, you're just in there, just like on your laptop, creating, man. No distractions. No distractions. No distractions. You know, you got a hot cup of coffee there, man. That's what hustle is, bro. Absolutely. So if, I, if I if I'm in sunshine a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a warm weather guy, like just from my Same. background in Nairobi, Kenya, like yeah. it's a very it's island time. You know it's what I'm saying? Blood, it's in the blood, like, right? Need it. So if I'm seeing sunlight, I'm like, I just wanna go pull up, you know, wear all white linen, uh, be on the beach sipping Don't flex on some like got my Ray Bans on, drinking on uh, what was my go to drink? Probably like a Manhattan or like a cocktail Manhattan. time, Manhattan. Bro, and just sit Shit, and live. You gotta hear first, folks. Yeah, living lavish. You got this me, guy, bro. Manhattan. Manhattan. When you see him at the bar. So that's what it is, bro. I'd go to London, UK. That's like my vibe. But um, now, back to what we're talking about. So, 200K plays now. So, after you guys broke up, what was the progression of your career, man? Like, you know, so, so 2015, 2016, let's give and take. You know, yeah. what's been going on from 2016 to 2019 music-wise? From, I'd say from the trap, from the time, sorry, from the time I first made that track, I just, like, I just got a passion for recording. Like, mm. it was insane. I just, like, I, I couldn't stop writing tracks or wanting to be in the studio and creating yeah and that's when i i I really like um because even when i was in high school and stuff like that i always wanted to create things but i didn't know what i wanted to create like i dabbled in like fashion and then i dabbled in like um a couple tech things but Mm -hmm. i never really like like i never really knew what my passion was and what i wanted to like give people to to make their day better, you know, like the product. I didn't know what the product was. And when I started creating, when I started creating music off that first track, it was just insane, the dedication I just had to just keep going. And it wasn't even all about, oh, I want to make it. I want to be a big rapper. I want to be, nah, it was more about like, how can I express my feelings at this moment through a song? Mm -hmm. And how can this connect to someone and help someone's day or inspire someone to create something bigger or different so from 2016 or from 2015 to 2016 it was all all hustle all grind bro like i probably created like 100 200 tracks that year like straight just straight straight creating it's not even care like just to put something out and maybe maybe 10 10 11 of those tracks were on german engineering Mm -hmm. so that shows like all the all the tracks that were throwaways and then like they were just busts you know mm-hmm. because I I had to go through what I had to go through and mm-hmm. choose select the right ones and perfect the the, the tape the concept yeah. so from that from that era of of that tumblr and then the breakup it, it really showed me that music is it's not a one hit wonder thing and it's not it's not gonna happen like how you see it happen like uh, a lot of grind is put in, and a lot of a lot of effort is put into these songs that people don't see that. And I just I, I fully I accepted that. I took it in stride, and then I just um I I applied all all my forces, bro, and I just mm-hmm. kept grinding and grinding, and I made German engineering. And this was with no marketing. I already broke up with my girlfriend at the time, like no Tumblr, no marketing, and it made like it got some plays. It got probably like twenty. 20k 20k plays i say 20k on soundcloud around That's that major bro yeah yeah like no marking no nothing just like pure no marking, artistry man. no artistry no videos no yeah. nothing just Jeez. an idea and and music yeah 
So, like, what's the closest you've ever gone to tasting, like, a big break? Like, you know, there's some guys out here who is like, boom, I'm getting a feature with this guy. I'm doing this yeah. with this guy. I remember my old roommate, you know, we, we decided to leave Ryerson to go pursue. He was pursuing music. I was going to go pursue a business. And uh, he, we were living in Liberty Village. So he started, yeah. like, this tape called Liberty. Oh, man, I love Liberty Liberty Village, Village is a vibe, bro. And... Uh, he ended up getting a track with Tory Lanez. So this is like mm-hmm. back 2014. Tory Lanez wasn't even that. I was hearing Tory, I'm like, Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez, uh, whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. So he got a track with Tory Lanez, and then I don't think it really popped off, but he thought that track was going to be the one that takes him to the, to next, the next level. Yeah. To the next level. Has there been an opportunity like that where you feel, if I get on this, or yeah. if I go here, or if I connect with this guy, it's gonna take me to that next level. You know, there's many different levels, but to, to make that next yeah, that big leap, that, that, that big leap, exactly. To the spotlight, yeah, right? yeah. Um, honestly, not 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 really, not at the moment. Like the the only taste of like like the only the only taste of success that I've that I've had mm-hmm. is probably just like my own personal my own personal goals being achieved yeah so I, I take a like I feel really good when I achieve my goals and I create projects that my friends or other people can listen to and they could be like oh this is this is different man like mm-hmm. this doesn't sound like anyone else like I understand everything what you're saying like this this is a vibe like I like when people say that to me and like more 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 than like big name people coming to to me and telling me that it's good because I, I, I like the reception of regular people mm-hmm. and I want to see what they think but I had this um this moment I think it was in 2016 German engineering times yeah where um I had this track called lost files and I had been I DM'd Theophilus London. I don't know if you're too familiar with him. No, I don't. He's know. a he's a Brooklyn artist. Mm-hmm. I think he he works he works with Kanye. He worked with Kanye. He worked with Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. Like he's in that scene, right? And his manager sent me a DM and he asked me for three hundred dollars to be on a on a feature, on a remix of any of my tracks. And I kind of I was kind of skeptical because I was like. Uh, is this a finesse? Like, are you going to take my money and not? Like, how do I guarantee that you're going to get? So I sent the track in. I sent everything. And like, you sent the money. I didn't send the money yet. Okay. I didn't send the money. Because I was, I was too skeptical. And at the time, I did not have $300 to spend. <laughs> I was grinding, studio grinding every day. And um, I sent the track. I sent everything. And he actually, like, FaceTimed me. And we had, like, a conversation and stuff. So it was crazy just talking to someone who's who's been in all the spots that I want to be but I didn't really get any information out of him I didn't get any any insight like it really didn't help me and he also bailed on the on the remix Mm -hmm. eventually he sent me a video of him to it performing it like on a laptop but like it wasn't like the official thing so I was kind of like I was kind of disappointed but I didn't take it to heart because I know like I know I could create something way better so it really didn't like stall my my progress progress or anything it just kind of gave me hope that people are are pretty accessible Mm -hmm. in this generation like you could really talk to anybody anyone And, and that's why I feel as well man I feel right now you can be working on your craft day in day out and sometimes you feel like nobody's watching right yeah. and uh if you put out your best work 
someone who it could be I don't know who it is, but like a major artist yeah. has millions of followers. They're on IG like all of us, right? That's the thing, yeah. They're on Twitter like all of us. And they get curious, they get bored, they scroll, they see their followers, they see whoever is hitting them up. I feel like they open a lot of messages. Even though on IG it can say not seen, but you have to remember, you have to accept the message, right? Yeah, you have to accept it, yeah. So they can go on your profile, they can look at your, your posts, they can check your link. And I feel if you put out quality things, yeah. they're going to go into, in marketing, you know, you go in the, in the funnel and they'll go on your profile, they'll see your post, they'll go on your website and now they're in your world. Now they're yeah. exploring everything about you, right? It could even be Drake, man. You know, he can be pulling up on your profile, looking at your tracks, like, boom, like and this that's guy. that's crazy because um, one of Drake's writers, I don't know if I can say that, but I think he's one of his writers. Mm. His, name's, his name's Hush, too. Mm. Um, OVO Hush, Young Tony. He, um, I think he wrote, started from the bottom, or he helped him with some, some of his older tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I always um, DM'd him my music, and I've shown him, like, hey, check this out, like, I just dropped this. Tell me what you think. And he constantly gives me like reception, like and critiques my stuff. He tells me, "Oh, like I didn't like this one, but I like this one. Or you could do this one better. I like this concept." And he's actually like been, been um, instru- like he's been an instrument that I use just to like bounce ideas off to see what is hidden, you know, in the market. So I might send a song to him and be like, "Yo, check this out. What do you think?" He might be like, "Oh yeah, I like this, but I don't like that." And I'd be like, "Oh, all right. So I have to do this." to get this reaction out of people mm-hmm. and he's really helped me like think outside the box um but yeah he um he's part of ovo and i don't really look at that like a connector i'm linking into OVO, the man. ovo yeah, like, yeah. i don't think about it like that i just think that it's uh it's a good it's a good person to to bounce ideas off of and you never know if that might, person might show someone in the OVO camp my music you know so it could be could be something big or it could be nothing at all exactly man it's all about serendipity bro it's you keep putting in the work yeah and by chance someone just lands on something you made and it just hits keep, them different, yeah, right? Keep and reaching out to people, definitely. Keep reaching out. And once they get in your world and they see what you're producing, they can feel inspired and they'll be, yeah. hey, let me hop they onto you or whatever. You. Yeah, they exactly. want. I feel like people want to see um, more or less like your character. Mm. Because people people can see a, a page on Instagram or a, tw- a couple of tweets or a, just a profile and they don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, They don't really know like what... How much, how much time you put into your craft or yeah. how much you really care about the, your product but mm-hmm. I feel like if your product is is good product then it'll break through all barriers and people will like they'll see they'll see who you really are and, yeah. and how how, re, how much you really worked for mm-hmm. what you're trying to get and, it's all about yeah. what the market says exactly it's yeah. not oh yeah this gatekeeper this whatever it's yeah. if the market's feeling you then they're feeling you, you know, like that's what it's all about. Um, let's shift the conversation to what you're doing right now. Yep. You know, how we met and, uh, you know, where where we're at in life together. So we're in BizStart for the listeners. So BizStart is this program uh, Dave and I are part of. It brings uh, 40 individuals yeah, who are between so. 19 and 30 and who have a desire to build a business and uh, essentially it's a six-month program right now we're in month three month three yeah. and halfway. Uh, halfway through 
and they pay us to build businesses, man. Yeah. It's a blessing. Amazing. And uh, it's it's just a great time to be alive, man. We we work downtown Toronto. Yeah. We're building businesses and we're getting paid. Like today, one of the greatest cities, one of the greatest cities ever, man. Yeah. And right now we're here recording a podcast yeah. and we're getting paid for this day, like by yeah. Bizstart, bro. And like, you know, it's it's amazing. So what attracted you to Bizstart and uh, what are you working on at Bizstart? So basically, yeah, I was um, I've always had the, that desire to to create stuff. And even after creating music, like. I want to. I, I don't want to put boundaries on myself and just say I'm a musician and nothing less. Like because I always start. I create started with producing, creating my own beats. Then I started with songwriting, and now I'm performing. And then I curate videos, music videos for myself. Mm-hmm. I um, I design T-shirts. Like I I want to create things, and that's always been in my nature, like my blood, right? Yeah. So I feel like. You can't stay stagnant. You have to develop, keep developing. And the next step of my development development was to create an actual platform outside of of my like in my industry, but outside of my my range mm-hmm. within music. So I wanted to actually create a platform where uh, any t- any kind of creator, I'd say artist or creator, because I just want uh, people who who put in the time and put in the work and really care about what they do to come to this platform to connect with other people who do the same and I want people with the same mindset just to connect and have the same opportunity as we have in Bistart per se Mm -hmm. because we're a bunch of 40 40 people 40 uh, young adults with dreams of creating something big and breaking through in different markets Mm -hmm. I want to create a platform where you can do that online, digitally. You can collaborate with people. You can talk to people. And this comes out of the necessity that I've had mm-hmm. of, of collaborating with producers, with songwriters, with engineers. And in Toronto, there's kind of a, a stigma. It's a, it's a city, right? It's like, it's like New York. It's like, it's like one of those big East Coast cities that no one has time for you. And it's, no one. That's why they call us the screw face cap. It's the screw face cap. Like yeah. no one really has time for you. No one looks you in the eye when you walk across the street. Like when you walk <laughs> down the street, yeah. no one's no one's smiling at you. It's just a bunch of straight faces. I, I think and, it's misconception, bro. I, Americans they think we yeah. we're nice people. Yeah. I think we're nice, but I feel when you're actually a Torontonian, you actually see the other side of yeah of being what a Toronto person is it's like. It's totally different. It's um. It's a it's a different lifestyle, man. It's mm-hmm. it's totally different. Cause in places like LA, I feel like the weather has a lot to do with this. You think so, eh? I feel like it's the weather and like the buildings and how how dense the population is in Toronto. Mm-hmm. That there's so many people that people just start they they become numb to other people mm-hmm. and they don't really interact and they don't like to socialize that much because they're they're always doing something yeah and it's very clicky too yeah everybody has like their own uh pods that they're a part of yeah their own little groups that mm-hmm. they don't really branch out too far but yeah i, I want to break the that's the main thing i want to do break Get the barrier barriers yeah i don't want I, I like that that everyone's doing their thing mm-hmm. and that everyone's working because Toronto you see it every day man people are hustling they're grinding like 
even in our business incubator, like everyone's putting in the work, but I want to break that barrier of communication and, and I just want to make it a place where you don't have any ego. You could just come and share your ideas and mm. you can make it happen. Like you could really make it happen on the platform and people can support you at the same time. Okay. Yeah. And uh, how far are you into the development of this platform? So in the stages of development, I've, I've already created my business plan. Uh, I want to pitch it to a couple of investors. But um, in the development of the actual app, I've created two pages. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on a third one right now. Mm-hmm. I have a couple web developers uh, working on the pages. And I want to release a beta version by probably, a, I'd say, December, mid-December. Mid-December? Yeah. Okay. And just... Yeah, just get it off the get it off the ground and get it off its feet because I feel like I have a an opportunity to create something that that could mean a lot to to just creators in general mm-hmm. because I feel like a photographer that works downtown Toronto and he works a nine to five and he has a hobby of just uh, doing photographs. He can connect on the platform with other people who do freelance stuff and they could create like a little group and then mm-hmm. it's a hobby like mm-hmm. you can go out with your friends and let's just take pictures and stuff and you can even like potentially create revenue mm-hmm. and profit off it so i feel like it's a good opportunity to give people that chance to collaborate and to collaborate let's make money let's you know? power this power in numbers you know yeah man yeah and uh talking about like the business Talk to me about like the technicalities of it, you know, how it works, you know, what's the revenue model, um, you know, how do you plan on making money off the business? Because uh, it's one thing to provide yeah. value to your users, but yeah. as a business, what value is it bringing you? Bringing back, yeah, right? Yeah, what's the model behind the whole so, thing? Basically, the model is a, is a subscription service model because I want to give people the chance to opt out because mm-hmm. you don't have to... You don't have to do this. Like, and I'm giving people a free version too, mm. which is like, um, it's basically a free version of an app, but you have to pay for the other features. And basically, I'm running my um, my app. It's gonna it's gonna be a platform on an app and a website as well. But mostly, most people are gonna use the app mostly. That's what I'm projecting because I feel like creators are always on the go, and this, you're you're just always on your phone. Mm-hmm. And like you wanna have that convenience of a really well-run app, mm-hmm. and yeah, basically it's a subscription service where you pay eleven ninety-nine monthly to access uh, collabor- uh, networking features with creators. Mm-hmm. So you create a profile similar to Instagram or Facebook. Yep. Um, it has way more. Um, space to put your bio and your info and what you actually do and there's a a space where you can upload your your work and you could put yourself in a category per se you're a painter you could put yourself in the painter category Mm -hmm. and if you want to do work for pay you could put work for pay if you want to do freelance you could put freelance if you want to do free work you could do free work like you could put yourself in a lot of different categories that people can search you Mm -hmm. And that um, you could be uh, just findable, and the the revenue model I'm working with is a subscription subscription service, as I as I've already said. And I feel like people will will lean in, like creators will lean into the subscription service model because it shows how serious you are about actually using the platform and mm-hmm. using the features. Because I feel like if you buy it. If you buy a one-time use, it's not 
you're just gonna buy it once one mm-hmm. time you're not really really going going through through the the website the platform and accessing every feature so I want this to be sort of like a Netflix that you keep coming back and the features keep change keep changing and they it just keeps evolving and it, and it keeps turning into something something better and there's just I want to create it I'm starting off with a little with a Toronto version, but I want to create a global version of this platform where mm-hmm. people in the world can connect to like different people in different cities, like yeah. globally. Mm-hmm. So for like you be you could be a Toronto graphic designer and you could create uh, connect with like a I don't know web developer in like Sao Paulo, like Brazil. Yeah, like, I feel like that would be like that's my dream. Like I want to create. Uh, a community that's global, bro, for like creators. creators. That's a huge dream, and it's, bro. It's bigger than music, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is the next step in in creation mm-hmm. and collaboration. Like we gotta open doors for people to collaborate together. To collaborate. And I feel um, even as we're working right now, yeah. In my business career so far, uh, since I started business, it's been eight years since high school. It's always been tough finding team members, right? Yeah. People to connect with, people to work with. And it's such a challenge because to really build something great, you need a great team behind you. Yeah, Without it's a, essential. It's essential, yeah. right? You can do everything from creating the foundation from the ground up, but if the team is not there, you will really not take it to the next level. And that's a struggle I had earlier on. Yep. I feel I am such a talented guy and I say that so humbly self-sufficient self-sufficient right right? I feel like I can do a lot of great things on my own but I've always struggled to take things to the next level Mm -hmm. and I feel it's because I never really had that strong strong team behind me and the reason is because you can be starting out but you can't really offer them anything you don't have money to pay people so you gotta like find people who are visionaries the same way exactly like so i became such a great salesperson of selling a dream and a vision yeah that people bought into it and be like you know what owen i'm with you on this and that's crazy sneaker deck happened like that recruits happened like that so you have to like you have to connect with people from an emotional level yeah and be and tell them buy into this vision yeah. you are a part of this this is your dream as well yeah do this for you don't do this for me and once you tell people do this for you they see you know what this is mine too and yeah. collectively you create something great man you know so yeah it's just like i said it's like people want to see the character of your mm. business and like the character of what you do yeah. so like starting out from scratch if you have no money you have no you just have an idea mm-hmm. like what you said is crazy because that that idea that um that art of selling that art of pitching that you master mm-hmm. is 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 one of the skills people a lot of people need mm-hmm. and a lot of people you could use that skill to uh, you know get a lot of people on your team as well so it's just about creating a team of different skill sets that complement each other and that understand the vision and that know that there's a bigger, a greater good and a bigger goal behind the vision and behind the company. Yeah. And like, I feel like, yeah, like, it's amazing. It's amazing just, just seeing the, even the progression, the story you told me about um, your own company. That, that's insane. Yeah. You started off 
sneaker deck, but even the sneaker deck idea was like it was just a small idea and you had to like talk to different people and go through your contact list to see who would be the person fit for each job and yeah. kind of like yeah just pitch yeah, it, it took to them. it took like around three years to get it off the ground and at two years i'd say two years and a half to really go through a bunch of people and yeah. get something going it's just a testament of my determination and selling the dream and never giving up and uh, I'm thankful I have that quality inside of me of never just, you know, quitting. Yeah, that's why I hustle over everything. Man, that's quality. why I hustle over everything, bro. Like, when I thought yeah. about this brand that I'm doing right now, I was, I told myself, after Sneaker Deck, what is something that embodies me? Yeah. You know, what is it that I'm about? And hustle over everything is what Owen Osinde is. If you ask anybody, what's Owen about? It's like that guy, he has willpower. He has just pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. Hustle. So hustle over everything, starts a podcast, and now it's all about creating the next wave of content, merch. Yeah. Building a, like an international brand. of Still what you were trying to do with bringing that platform together with people. Yep. I want to create a community that you know reads the hustlers digest on our website where's our merch listens to our podcast goes to our events and uh you know consults with us for their business right like that's like i want to build that community online and uh i think this synergy in what we're trying to do together you know what i'm saying no definitely 100 percent. because i saw uh you told me about your platform and i was i was instantly interested because I have you're speaking to me through your platform mm-hmm. like hustle over everything it's Owen Osinde but it's also like it's also me because you're speaking to me yeah so that that's where the connect happened mm. and that's where I, you, I literally bought what you sold me you literally sold me the the dream the hustle over hustle everything, over everything dream, dream yeah the brand and I, I understood it I knew what it was and you showed me the podcast and I listened to it and I'm really interested in podcasts so it was perfect like mm-hmm. that's how we met basically yeah I just like, asked you like yo are you doing podcasts yeah, 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 he's yeah, like yeah 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 perfect yeah let's pull up and bro yeah man like the, the brand I, I see the vision behind the brand because it it's it speaks to, towards the people who are trying to create things mm-hmm. and that's basically what I'm doing too mm-hmm. so that's the synergy with it and yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to see the future of Hustle Over Everything because the potential is unlimited, man. You could take it to where you want to go, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's up to you, bro. And, yeah, I'm, I'm always going to support and I'm always going to be behind it. And, yeah, man, Hustle Over Everything is big. You guys should definitely tune in because it's going to be a big, a big, big thing. Oh, it's going to be huge, bro. Yeah. Three years from now. It's gonna be massive, fam. And wait, for, wait for that. Wait for that. Hush X, hustle over everything collab. Yeah, Hush X, hustle over everything, bro. It's coming soon. Yo, what's the platform of um, of what you're trying to create? Like the collaborative platform. What's it called? Do you have a name for it yet? Or? I wanted to call. So Hush X is a playoff of out of my artist name, so Queen Street Hush. So the X comes out of exchange. So I wanted to create a like hush exchange, like exchange of services, mm-hmm. exchange like stock X. Yeah, kind stock of like. X, yeah. But yeah, the, the name is taken already. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to have to create a different name. But I wanted to still keep like that, that general like idea of like, yeah, yeah you know, like the hush. Because I want to keep that. Because my slogan is I came up with this slogan and I think it's genius. I don't oh, let know. Let me hear it. It's called Hush, Let's Get to Work. 
and it's ah. pretty it's it's so simple but it just okay. says a lot right i feel that i feel Hush, that let's get to work like no words mm-hmm. let's just get to work and then that's why i wanna that's what i wanna like that's my vision hush let's get to work mm-hmm. even though you're over there and i'm over here and we have big egos and mm-hmm. this and that like no let's just get to work you know i actually do you know my partner consulting eh? i actually yep. do brand brand development hustle agency fam. yeah you were, te- you were yeah. telling me yep so if you need a little help you know i'm a brand expert from building brands so just pull up bro definitely just pull up pull up pull up yeah um last thing i want to ask you Dave. right what is what does hustle over everything personally mean to you man hustle over everything is is the lifestyle i feel like you can you can achieve anything you want and you can take anything as far as you want to take it and i feel like during like during the course of my life i'm 24 right now but during like my high school years i wasn't really I wasn't really, I didn't have an entrepreneurial mindset and I, I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't a regular person because I, I always wanted to have the things and I never wanted, the things that everyone wants and I never wanted to settle for anything less. Mm-hmm. And I always knew what I want and I didn't know what it, what it took to get it. And then when I started making music, I started realizing like, oh, this is not this is not easy like this is this requires a lot of grind and a lot of work and and all these people you see that make it they're they're not there for no reason like they actually like put in hours and years and like countless like blood sweat tears like the whole story is real like it's real that stuff is real like it'll it'll take a toll on you emotionally physically mentally and yeah that's what happens that's what has been happening to me like creating my music like I thought I could be like this young guy, like 21, just drop a song and then just boom, blow up. Blow up, you know, nah, the gates, yeah. It, it didn't happen like that, man. And, and I'm, I'm taking it in stride because I don't really feel like you should be down on yourself when something work, doesn't work out. Like, for example, you creating Sneaker Deck mm-hmm. didn't work out. You always have to transition and have that exit plan mm-hmm. and not don't get down on yourself because there's so much opportunities in the world to create something that no one's ever created and take it to that point that you want to create it. So hustle over everything to me means like just how bad do you want it? Like that will, that desire, oh, you want that. 600 Benz, you want that Maybach? Rolls Royce Wraith. You want that Wraith? All right, show me, show me how you're gonna get it. Show yeah. me that what work you're gonna put in. Show me that you want it, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to show myself that I want it, mm-hmm. and that's why I've, I've been applying to to many things, business incubators, yeah. grants. I've been just looking at my resources and how I could I could use it and how I could apply it to mm-hmm. what I'm trying to create because man I have a fear this is like this is real real life right now I have a fear of being average bro like this is my biggest fear wow. in life when I was 12 I told myself like I cannot I can't be average I can't be a regular person with a 9 to 5 and then I can't be sad when I get home from work and just eat the same meal and then wake up at the same time like I can't do that so I do this for for myself bro for like uh, the people for I want to inspire people but I want to I don't want to be average man like I want to live a a crazy interesting life and travel and have good conversations and you know eat good and just do a lot of things man Man. with people I love yeah I 
so relate to that, bro. It's, it's like, I, it's, right. like it's like, yeah. man, I feel like you're. This is me because whenever yeah. I ask you what's your like biggest fear ever, I'm like, it's being average. Being average, man. It's like, so man, you said it the best. You have one life, bro. Yeah. And if you have this one life to live, you might as well just like Go live it out. the best. And yeah. that's why I'm afraid of. Uh, it's like I, I there's this one line Kanye says, just like never gave and never gave up. Yeah. I'm the only thing I'm afraid of. Love that song, man. And I'm the only thing I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of like whatever. It's just like I'm a, if I'm afraid of myself, that I'm not gonna be anything. Yeah. So I have to overcome that fear, and I have to push everything to really to really become elite bro and it takes relentless work ethic it takes just constant it takes that extra 20 percent extra 20 percent man because it's easy you have to ask yourself man we can be we we don't have to do this eh not at all like we (laughs) if we don't we can be sleeping right now yeah we can be comfortable we can be chilling making money eating just wear nice clothes no, but no, man. There's like we ha- we want more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Hustle over everything, it, bro. It, it's 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 crazy because um, people people get complacent, and I I, I even understand how easy it is to get complacent mm-hmm. because even in Toronto we have we have such a good setup, a good city. Like mm-hmm. we have we don't need anything. You know, we can go somewhere and we can find everything. Mm-hmm. But the thing is the separation. You want to set. You have to separate yourself from other individuals to create your own brand and create your own persona, your own character. Like you have to be bigger than yourself, essentially. Absolutely. And yeah, just um, fighting your fighting yourself every day, challenging yourself. You're your only opponent, not opponent, but you're your only like obstacle. Yeah. Kind of. The man in the mirror, bro. The man in the mirror. So you kind of have to like think outside of your head basically like how would I approach this if I was like in 10 years Mm -hmm. you know like that's how you kind of have to approach things and just be be more mature and just move like a mogul man just like you know just understand yourself and know yourself and Mm -hmm. and challenge yourself man like yeah absolutely bro well David Sost man it's been great having you here great man been proper second conversation second conversation man hustle over everything uh closing remarks check out hustleovereverything.co for news uh, merch everything as well check out hustle agency it's a new uh consultancy that we just released as part of our business if you have an e-commerce business and you want some help with it we are there to help you out and uh, i wish i could uh, give yovano a shout out because he reached out to me the other day and wanted me to shout out something do you know what it is uh that he's working on he wants me to like i'm not too sure not but too i know sh- he's working on a doc that might yes be documentary by, yeah um, by toronto film festival it's called hashtag black hashtag black right and it's a whole movement like it's gonna be really big when's it coming out i'm excited for that um we just got it locked in yeah so um i'm hoping in two three weeks okay yeah we get the budget and we just get it popping so there's yeah. no details on it yet no details on it yet because okay. we just got it locked in right all so, right yeah all right. so i can't promo that but yeah um our boy ivano hashtag black is gonna be a documentary premiering at tiff uh, we're going to have the details on our next episode, which I'm going to be recording uh, next Sunday uh, with my girl, Nikayla. She's dropping a subscription box uh, product. So I'm excited to chat with her about that. But yeah, hustle over everything. Check that out. Hustleagency.ca if you need any help with your business. And that's it, man. 
Last words, you know how I like to spit a few bars at the end of the podcast. You know, it's the weekend right now. And uh, I know you want to have fun. I know you want to go and chill out. But, you know, if you've got something you want to work on, if it's an idea or project, uh, you know, sometimes you got to take a little pause from the cause, from hanging with your friends and going out and celebrating. Nothing really, but you're just celebrating and just like hone in on your craft and your business and put in that work because the parties are always going to be there. Your friends are always going to be there, even though you can't see them. But everything will always be there. I can remember the days I used to want to be partying when I was working on Sneaker Deck. And now that I'm done and I took a little break this, like maybe like a one month break before I really started this hustle of everything. All those parties are still here. It didn't matter. It didn't really matter. I'm like, I didn't really miss out on much because girls, the the, the women are there. Everything Everything is there, man. So... Once you really take a break and take, you know, a year or two to really work on your dreams and cut out the distractions, you can do anything. So just remember that as you head into this weekend, um, really hone in on your on your on your hustle because you only get one chance at life and you might as well live it to your best and fullest potential. This is Owen Osinde checking out with uh, David Santa Cruz Sosa. Yes, yes. As known as uh, Queen Street Hush. And uh Thanks for listening and uh, tune in next week as we dive into another topic with a fellow hustler. All right. Peace out.